everybody, and welcome to the Colts Cast. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the Colts Cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. Yo, yo. We are here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button so you can be notified on every new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Twitter at the Colts Cast and on Instagram at Colts Cast. Not only will you see new episodes posted on there, but you will see updates from us, polls we run, exciting highlight videos, and anything in between. Again, that's at the Colts Cast on Twitter and at Colts Cast on Instagram. Twitter, we're we're almost at 300 followers. Man, it's going up. I like it. Yeah, get us the 300 guys before the end of July. That'd be lovely. Oh, yeah. We, we love interacting with you guys, guys and gals. Jamal, I got a question. What's up? Are you ready to get into some Indianapolis Colts content? Man, you know we ready. It's special Spe- week. Specifically training camp. On today's episode, we discuss... Drum roll, please. Training camp. Let's go over what the Colts cast crew has witnessed over the past few days. Man. The boys are back in town. Look, I might play that <laughs> clip. The boys are back in town. We, we're just hype, man. We're just hype. But um, not only are we hype, but special news for all you listeners out there. The Colts cast will be in training camp attendance this Saturday on that sold-out Saturday practice. Live by the in one in color. One and only Jamal Lawrence. What's up? We're going to be out there. Yeah, unfortunately, I will not be there. I wish I could go, but 700-mile trip is where I draw the line. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Jamal Lawrence will be out there. Hope you guys get to meet him, talk with him, you know, tell him who you're hype about. He's, he's, he was a football coach. Yeah. He knows a lot about football. So go ahead and meet him out there. Can't miss him. Um, Jamal. Let's talk some training camp. Let's do what it, we got. Man. Let's do what it. We got on the menu today. Hey, man, we're gonna take it from the top. You know, vets arrived on the 26th. They were all excited. I love seeing the videos over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Videos of the players coming in, driving in, riding in, getting snapshots of them. I mean, you can see the excitement on their face. And of course, training camp started just yesterday, the 27th. Super exciting time. First day we had it, of course, it had to be inside. It was raining. I mean, we had some crazy storms. So, Eric, it has been it has been so droughty up here. I think we're, well, leading into this month, I forgot how many inches we were below. Um, but it was been just super, super, super dry. And then as soon as training camp starts, it is monsooning yesterday. I woke up to go to work in the morning, and it was just a lightning show outside. Rain coming down like crazy. I was like, there's no way they're going to practice outside. Sure enough, we saw from the videos, they were inside a, a Grand Park. Um, so, you know, it wasn't the most ideal start for them. I know they like to be outside, and typically the weather at this time of year up here is pretty nice. Um, not a lot of heat and humidity. So, But they were able to get outside today. But with that being said, it started. That didn't hold anybody back. They were out there having a good time. And I just want to kind of highlight everything that's happened over the past couple of days, starting off with Chris Ballard and his interview, you know, GM himself, he has to come out there and talk. And Chris Ballard is one one thing he's really good at is talking and ch- being as blunt as he can. Sometimes Frank Wright would kind of dance around questions, but Chris Ballard will tell you straight up if he's going to answer your question or not. So that's one thing I do appreciate him. And it, there were just a lot of different talking points he mentioned in this interview. And one of the biggest ones that stood out to me is the new philosophy this year on pushing training camp two hours earlier than what it normally is. So they're starting this year 
at noon, uh, which is a much better time. And Balor basically essentially what he said was that they, they wanted to make it more of a game time process. So the players are used to waking up and getting in their routine like they would for a 1 p.m. game. Will that be the key to success for us to finally get into one and no? Because, you know, it's been, what, eight years since we've won a, a starting been game? been a minute. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully so. If, if, the, if it only took two hours of starting camp earlier, we should have figured this out a long time ago. Uh, but that was just one really interesting philosophy that they kind of changed this year. And I'm excited to see. Uh, me, personally, I'm a morning person, so I'll prefer to be out there and getting it in as early as I can. But, you know, everybody's not like that. But then another thing he talked about, though, was just the elephant in the room. And, and you know, I know you told us on the last episode that insights are saying that there was a chance that this guy was going to be here. But I know Chris Ballard in my heart, in my heart of hearts, man. And he made it crystal clear that we were never pursuing Julio, which is crazy. It, it, it's crazy because, again, like we said, on paper, the history is there. Him and Matt Ryan were dogging it out when they were at Atlanta. But Chris Ballard didn't even bat an eye when he was like, we we're never pursuing him. And I knew it because Chris Ballard don't like players like that, man. I don't know what it is, but he doesn't. Man, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I guess my source was like Kermit, <laughs> Kermit the Frog or something because they were all the way wrong. So as you guys know, veteran wide receiver Julio Jones is not signing with the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sure everyone saw the news. He agreed to a one-year deal with Tampa Bay Bucking with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Looks like Julio's going to be chasing a ring. Mm-hmm. He wants to play with Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, signing's interesting though. You know, yeah. I feel like the Buccaneers were pretty set on pass catchers. I guess they're. I I don't know. Chris Godwin is coming off that torn ACL, so maybe they're not sure if they're he's going to get back up to speed so quickly. True. But, you know, they got Mike Evans. Mike Evans. What he like. Six six. He he's a big target, big, big red yeah. zone threat. Yeah, he he's great. They picked up Russell Gage from the Falcons as well. You know, I I guess it doesn't hurt to add some depth. It doesn't yeah. hurt to have Julio jo- Jones as your wide receiver three, <laughs> yeah. especially since uh, Gronkowski is out of the picture. Right. But yeah, like you were just saying, I really thought they had a chance to reunite uh, Matt Ryan with Julio. I would have loved it. Yeah, he shut that down yeah. uh, Tuesday. <laughs> he uh, wasn't about it, man. I, yeah, and I you know he, what? I thought he was lying. I ain't going to flex, but <laughs> I, you know, I wish I he would have been. Yeah, but hey, hey, one more thing. What's that? T.Y. Hilton is T-Y. still a possibility. That's right. And I mean, and like he said, you know, Ballard said, we still have time. T.Y. still in the mix. My personal opinion, he's coming back. I, I think this is all a ploy. It's all just, you know, because there's no reason. Well, well, I shouldn't say no reason because Ballard also said that he is comfortable with all the wide receivers we have right now. He's not really in search for a veteran wide receiver. Of course, he mentioned T.Y. a couple times, but he's not outside fishing right now. He's just kind of sitting in the house and and he's he's completely content with what we have. So I do think that at the end of the day, T.Y. will be back with Indianapolis uh, their, their relationship is really good. It always has been. And I just, at this point, I feel like if we were going to cut them, it would have been a way earlier time than now. I It's something in the works. Maybe we're just going to play the holdout game just to build up a little excitement. But T, I, I think T.Y. is coming back. 
a veteran minimum when it hurt, you know, just to sell oh, yeah. him back. So I'm not going to agree or disagree because I was wrong last time. Oh, you're so, good, man. Hey. <laughs> I ain't talking no more veteran wide receivers, <laughs> no more free agents, because <laughs> I'm sick to my stomach that right after we released that episode, Literally. Leo Jones signed with Tampa Bay. So I'm done talking about wide receivers. <laughs> no, listen, I'm telling you, man, I just know it from watching Ballard over so much time just do it. Like, I'm telling you, man, if you got – if you even blinked your eye the wrong way one time, he ain't about it. <laughs> he doesn't want anything with it. But, you know, we could go about that all day. Um, other things he talked about, uh, which which I like, I got excited over this, that left tackle position battle, man. He said that's the one he's really excited for between Matt Pryor and Bernard Raymond, which lets us know that is still up for grabs, still up for grabs. And, I'm ex- I'm excited for that because, like Ballard said, he wants he wants the best five on the field, and if that means these two have to duke it out until until game one against the Texans, I'm completely fine with that. I I, I really think that this battle is going to go on a little longer than we anticipate, and I don't know. I I'm hoping on Saturday I can see some footage or see some live you know action from both of them to see their footwork and kind of their progressions. I know that Raymond will probably be on second team, but it'll be nice to see him get rotated in and get some first team snaps so I can kind of see how he plays. Uh, videos will be out. Um, so we'll make sure we get some information on that. But I'm really excited for this position battle between them. And, and Ballard seemed to be pretty excited about it as well. So does that mean Danny Pinner is locked in at guard? So, so that's what I'm thinking. That's kind of what I'm thinking. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that that's about all I can say is yeah. <laughs> We shall see. Yeah, we shall. Uh, another talking point he brought up, the other elephant in the room, Kenny Moore the second. Ballard said it himself. He wants him to be here, and everyone wants money. You know, we, we, we know that. But again, kind of like the TY situation, I think that there's something up their sleeve. And I, my personal hunch is we may not pay Kenny Moore, you know, during this time. We may not do that extension right now. But I think if he if he holds it out and plays, then Ballard's going to take care of him on the back end. I don't know our full salary cap right now and kind of what money we have to play with. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that could be a determining factor as well. But, again, it's just one of those situations where I think those two both think very highly of each other. I can't imagine Ballard would go out on a bad note with that one because that's Kenny's a great guy. He wants to be there. Everybody wants him to be here, so why not take care of him, whether that be now or maybe some kind of contingent. Hey, you know, thug it out with us this year. We're going to take care of you. I just feel like there has to be something in the works because Balor was kind of high on him. So, Look, Kenny Moore wanted to make a statement. Yeah. And we all heard it. We saw it. You know, that's fine. But he did say, I'm just ready to play football for this organization, this city, and this team. He wants to be here. He wants to play. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's going to be there for training camp. And that's what I like to see. And I like yeah, to so hear. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think it was just a message to the front office. Like, hey, guys, pay me. And they said, all right, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, right. that, that, that's a, that, I mean, that's. I think he wanted to make a statement. And that's all I can really say. I'm happy to see him at training camp. For sure. Um, we, have, we have a really good secondary. Um, I think the safeties are going to be battling 
mm-hmm. definitely with the with the departure of Kyrie Willis. Mm-hmm. So I think safety is the position to watch for, but definitely left tackle, you know, wide receiver. I want to see who fills up that wide receiver depth. For sure. You know, because I, I don't know if Paris Campbell's locked in. Alec Pierce seems locked in. MPJ's, of course, locked in. But For who's sure. behind them? Who's gonna is it gonna be Desmond Patman? Sounds like Could it's gonna be, be Ashton, Ashton Doolin. Yeah. Well, I, I think he's already cemented in as well just because of his special teams talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some inter- yeah. interesting things to watch for this season. Absolutely. And and I'm glad he brought up safeties as well because that was another one he talked about. Um, you know. The safety, he's, he even mentioned, because one of the questions that was asked was about, you know, Kyrie Willis retiring. He kind of went on his thing about just going about how happy he was for him, et cetera. But he also said that it was already in the, it was already in the cards to go after safety. So it just kind of the pieces of the puzzle fell together with Kyrie leaving. Um, I seems that we were going to still be going for Nick Cross and I'm not mad about it. Uh, so Speaking of Nick Cross, hey. did you see that play he made? I know hey, you saw it. The crossing guard, bro. You know you got to watch the out crossing. for him. <laughs> watch out. It's Nick's crossing. He made a great play in that oh, yeah. seven-on-seven drill. I don't know if everybody saw that, if all Colts fans saw that, but it was on Wednesday. If you didn't, you should have saw my quote retweet on Twitter. Another reason to follow me or the Colts cast. Matt oh, Ryan, sure. I thought he absolutely just threw it in traffic. I... Two defenders yeah. were on Mo Alley Cox. A lot of interceptions. They're caused by QB error. Mm-hmm. But the defenders have to capitalize on it, though. Absolutely. There's no interception without the defenders capitalizing on it. So Nick Cross, what did he do? Exactly that. Stepped in front of the receiver, didn't let him box him out. Boom, big play interception. I mean, he had to work for that interception because it bobbled for a bit. Exactly. And you know what? And I'm so glad you brought that up about him having to work for it because we got to remember Nick Cross is 6'1, 215 pounds versus a Mo Alley Cox, ex basketball player for VCU. So a legit basketball player at 6'5, 267. And my man went toe to toe with him. That's the that's what I like to see out of a mm-hmm. out of a safety. He ain't afraid to, you know, and, and again, like you said, Ryan threw it in double coverage. Should he have thrown that pass? No. But I, I I would like to think that Ryan, for one, is thinking of how he likes to utilize his tight ends. And two, you think about Morley Cox, that's not a small dude. That's a big dude. So he's probably thinking, well, I can kind of put it somewhere near him and he can go it. But Nick Cross wasn't having it. And that's what I like to see. Yeah, he showed great ball focus and just work ethic. Mm-hmm. And work ethic goes a long way. I don't. I just want to talk about this briefly, but y'all remember Jamarcus Russell, right? Mm-hmm. Infamously, the biggest bust in the NFL. Drafted number one overall with the Raiders. You want to talk about work ethic. It was non-existent with them. Jamal, have you ever heard that story about the blank DVD? <laughs> no. Really? I don't think so. Yeah, let me hear it. I'll, I'll stop you if I have. Buddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> um. So they they told Jamarcus, they said, look, we got 15 to 20 plays that we want you to look at this week. Here's a DVD for you. Go home. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like. And come back to practice tomorrow, and we'll talk about it. Next day came. They said, Jamarcus, how's the DVD? What what'd you think about it? So, I forgot to tell you, Jamal, 
They gave him a blank DVD. <laughs> so <laughs> you already know what's about to happen. I probably should yeah. explain that earlier. He said, oh, coach, I like all the plays. They look good. Whatever you want to run, I got you. <laughs> so you want to talk about work ethic. Oh, if you don't have that, it, it you you can't succeed in the NFL. Literally. So. So Kyler Murray, you've heard about his contract and mm-hmm. what they put in it. That worries me. If I was a Cardinals fan, you know, why did they put that in there? Why is it public? Things like that. So work ethic, I think, is, you know, a top five. It's a characteristic that you have to have to succeed in the NFL. Yeah. Are you going to be like a Jamarcus? <laughs> and you don't want to be like him because he mm-hmm. had. Oof. I mean, we're, he, he had a bad career. But, yeah, Jamarcus Russell, blank DVD. Man, so we good. We good, good. He said all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing on it, bro. Oh, that's sickening. <laughs> but back back to safeties, uh, I'm liking Nick yeah. Cross. Julian Blackman looks healthy. Tearing your Achilles can be brutal. Mm-hmm. I saw him almost pick Matt Ryan off. A lot of <laughs> – I've seen a lot of bad Matt Ryan throws, but – <laughs> I, I don't know how to look at, you know, <laughs> I, it's a new team, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and 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 I think the thing with those Matt Ryan throws, like you said, a lot of those bad ones, he's stuffing the ball where it doesn't need to necessarily be. And of course, I know you're probably trying to learn how these route runners are. And in his defense, in his defense, I will say we're dealing with a quarterback who can now, for the most part, put the ball where it needs to be. I think we're kind of, you know, some of these receivers may still be in a mind frame of, I don't know where the ball is going to go because we know that Carson, not, you know, Carson was all over the place. Not every pass he threw was bad. I'm not saying that at all, but what I'm saying is uh, that absolutely it, not. Yeah. It's just one of those situations where when you don't have that confidence built up and you're in your quarterback, it's hard to trust that they're going to put the ball where it's supposed to be. So I feel like some of these passes are kind of maybe a shock to the receivers that they're that they're actually getting it. Um now the 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 biggest thing I think that scares me about Matt Ryan, and this is just based off some film that I was watching on him, and again I know this isn't a game speed scenario and all that good jazz, but holding the ball so long. Our line is good, but I, I can't watch him hold the ball for four or five seconds. I mean Alignment, mm-hmm. alignment needs to block for three seconds, three to four seconds max is what you expect to do on a play. You know what I mean? It'll be great in a perfect world to have them be able to hold a block for five, six, seven seconds, but it's not what you're asking. You're asking for a quick three, you know, whether the quarterback's doing a five-step drop, three-step drop, or even a shotgun. I mean, we need a solid three seconds is what we need, and then get the ball off. So I am a little leery about that. Again, I know it'll change once, you know, the pads are on and the full line is out there and all that good jazz. But I definitely am curious to see whether or not the age, because his brain's working just fine. I just want to make sure that his arm is still, he's trusting his arm enough and he doesn't have too much like dependency on the O-line to hold a block for him. We'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around the yeah. decade, right? You know, we, we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues. 
uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca, right? Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. But it is going to be new for him being behind a great offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> so he probably has to get used to that. But yeah, our secondary, they're putting in work. I saw sure. Stefan Gilmore. Yo, nobody threw it his way. Hey, I'm talking to you, Matt Ryan. Hey, you you know why? You you did not throw it to Gilly Lock's way. I noticed that on all the film I saw for training camp. I didn't see many throws thrown his way. And I'm gonna tell you why. Because Alec Pierce, man, I feel bad for Alec Pierce. He got he was getting reps for first and second team, but his first one of his first plays, he got put up against Gilly Lock. Like mm. and, and he thought he had him beat on a on a deep ball and Steph Stefan just came up, batted the ball down, did it to him twice in a row. So I Welcome I mean, to the NFL, Alec ex- Pierce. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that and from both sides, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good because Alec Pierce, like you say, has to welcome to the NFL. He has to understand that it's a different ball game, but it also makes me feel good because that lets me know that Stefan Gilmore, he again it's against a rookie, so I'm not gonna I've say I've been that. said this. I've been <laughs> said Stefan Gilmore had next. I've been What's saying up? this since all the right, second episode of this podcast. I can do this all day. It is <laughs> Yo, I've been hey. said it. I can <laughs> yo. Hey, it's Gilly Lock season. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But, <laughs> yo, if I'm right, y'all ain't going to hear the end. <laughs> um, oh, I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it. It, it, it. And it's good. It's good. Alec Pierce has some He has some good catches as well. But I think he had to get his feet wet first, man. He dropped an open ball. Uh, I think he heard footsteps from the other DBs coming. You know, it, it's, that's, that's, a, that's one you can't have. <laughs> they're, not, yeah. they're not even doing full contact tackling, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, that's not good. Yeah, but you know what I do? I will say on a positive note, though, from the offensive side is is Matt Ryan's energy. I, I I mean, every interview I watch from him, this dude is giddy. He's upbeat. He seems excited, and I I think it's I think it's just like you said, it's a whole new system. I think he feels confident in his system that he's in right now, and like. Even the speed of practice, I was reading about they're saying how the speed of practice, or Frank Wright was saying in his interview, I should say, um, that yesterday's practice was like an hour and 20 minutes, and today's was like an hour and 10 minutes. They both like ended early because Matt Ryan was just boom, 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 like just nonstop, like we got to go, we got to go. And I like that urgency. I like that sense of urgency because we have a young team for what it's worth. And if we can get a vet to keep a fire lit under them the entire time, I mean, that's what we're going to need in game speed. I feel like a lot of times where we screwed up last season was where a play after we get a decent play, after we get a JT 10, 15 yard run, which I know plenty about those uh, from my bets. Um, mm. After we get a big run like that, then we're, we're getting the clock down to five seconds, four seconds before we snap the ball for a pass because it's just like lackluster trying to get back up to the ball to get to the next play. So I think that. Um, Matt Ryan will know the playbook fairly well. He will be one step ahead and he'll always be looking at his next move. Uh, because Frank Wright basically said today, or not today, but in his interview, excuse me, it was today, uh, that he's given him all creative power. You know, they're going to give him the tools he needs, but 
hey, you're you're an adult, you're a vet. Make your decision on what play you need to base off your reads you see. So, again, I think you can trust someone like Matt Ryan in that situation. Um, and I, I don't know that it's, I don't know. He he just seems really happy to be here. He seems really excited to be here. I hope that it doesn't wear off, and I hope that he makes the right call. But he just seems like gung ho about it. I'm excited for Matt Ryan. I didn't mean to speak ill. Oh no, not at all about about the throws he was making. I mean, there could be a reason why he was trying to fit in tight spaces. Was he giving this receiver, you know, just some just some action? I mean, it's practice, just letting loose. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, Mo Ali Cox on the Nick Cross interception. Let me be honest, real quick. He's he's a good blocker, and he he's a good blocker. Uh, mm. Look, mm. we're honest on this podcast. I'm, I'm gonna tell it straight up from what I see, from my eyes, from my point of view. I think he ran that route a little sloppy. I think he didn't yeah. put in a lot of effort because Nick Cross got past him fairly quickly. Um, I do think Matt Ryan probably shouldn't have thrown it to him, but you gotta like quarterbacks will not always make the perfect throw. The pass catcher, the receiver, whoever's receiving the ball has to make a play. You have to be a playmaker. I didn't see that out of Moelle Cox. So, in all honesty, I think Jelani Woods is going to eventually replace him. Well, I'll tell you, boy. Hey, what I say. Look, well, (laughs) I haven't seen a lot of stuff on Jelani yet. I mean, training camp just started. Because he's getting them second team reps with Nick Foles. But anyway. Right. Yo, if, if Jelani becomes a great blocker, I mean, he's going to be able to do everything Molly Cox can do, but better. It's just facts. He has elite athleticism. He has that longer frame. He has the speed to bully these defenders. So, Molly Cox doesn't have that type of upside. Um, He's solid. Mm -hmm. I'll give him that. He's solid. Mm -hmm. And I forgot to mention, and I think you know this, Jamal, Jelani Woods was a top 25 quarterback prospect yes. yes when he went to college yeah so if i don't see a trick play or two hey. this year with jelani throwing the ball i'm resigning myself as a colts fan <laughs> he can hey. sling the ball and we know that so mm-hmm. let's let's use it to our advantage you know how hype that would be come on bro let's see it frank right I, I'm telling you, man, and I wouldn't even mind seeing some double tight formations with the both of them in there. I mean, we can do it. We can do it. Well, Why not use these two those. beasts? You yeah. don't even have to bring an extra offense lineman for a heavy set. I mean, you can put both of them on the same side. If you want to run a a quote heavy, you know, a heavy side. It don't even matter, man. I don't know. It can get dirty down there. I'm just saying the raw talent is there. We just got to fill it up. Yep. Yep. And speaking of fill it up, man, we definitely got to talk about this pup list. Um, you know, of course, just want to give a quick overview of that. And first off, too, before you get on that list, I, I'm not sure if all Coach Nation saw, but uh, Darius Leonard, he wants to go by Shaquille now. So that's his middle name. He's been going by that, he said, his entire life. And I, I guess a lot of the players and the staff around the, the complex call him Shaq. Uh, of course, he said he's not going to be upset if you still call him Darius. But I, I, I'm not knocking it, you know. Um 
so we definitely have to get into the habit of saying I, I probably just call him Shaq more than Shaquille just because Shaquille's a long name and I don't even call Shaq Shaquille Leonard. O'Neal Shaquille. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I just want to just give a little shout out to that Shaq Leonard in the building. Um, because he's on the public as well, which we know about that. We we want him to remain on there, as we talked about last episode. Uh, but some of the other players on there, Taekwon Lewis, you know, he had a patella injury um, from last season. He's still on the list. Rodney McLeod, he had a small knee uh, procedure done this offseason. And Ballard even said today that that's more so Colts holding him off than Rodney holding himself off. So seems like it'll just be a matter of time before he gets back on the field. Darius, we know there is no timeline on him. We do not want him back on the field. We're cool. Uh, Mike Strawn, though, his knee injury, um, he had a knee injury, so he's still on the list as well. Uh, so with that being said, of course, we're still short on receivers, so we'll be, it'll be interesting to see what happens when he gets back because there's no true timeline on him either. Uh, but we would definitely want to see him get back on the field just to, again, build up that repertoire of, of receivers we do have. There are a few Colts fans that think Mike Strawn is the real deal. Yeah. I hope so. I hope I really so, too. Do. I, hope, I so. hope he develops into a productive receiver. That would be so great. Yeah. But like he said, he's now recovering. He's got that knee procedure. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the Colts Nation Mike Strawn hype train is, going, is, is currently put on hold. So Yeah. Hopefully we can see him in some training camp. I think I read he's hoping to be back by the end. So right, not right. really a clear timetable. But I saw a picture of him from uh, earlier in the summer. He's bulking up. So, so I like to he's hear. already a big guy, and he's bulking up. I, I like to see that. But, yeah, we got Shaquille Leonard. Um, Stay on the pup list. I think we For said sure. that yeah. one or two episodes ago. Want to monitor his recovery though. I want to know his status. Make sure he's recovering well and his injuries from the past are gone yeah. and not lingering. But you know, if you're top five in your position, you you good. You ain't got nothing. Exactly. And I mean nothing to prove to me that that goes to people like Quinn Nelson, DeForest Buckner. Yep. Jonathan Taylor. You guys. I mean, just have fun. Don't get hurt. Because I think I just saw D-Buck. Tampa Bay. Oh, go ahead. Uh, no, I I saw a Bucks offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. I think take a bad injury today. Mm. I don't want to see that. That that would be they. He got carted off. I I forget oh, his name. But yeah, you definitely don't want that. And in you know, and I I thought you were going to talk about DeForest Buckner because he got kind of uh he had a little back injury today as well. Um. And so he mm-hmm. didn't practice for the rest of the day. Frank Wright, they pulled him off, which I'm, I'm glad to see they pulled him off on that one. Uh, it, it doesn't seem to be too serious, really minor. But, hey, like you said, we don't need you out there. Take it the time you need. And speaking of which, with these guys being out there, man, <laughs> these videos are so funny with them wearing those gigantic, like, the the helmet pads that's on the exterior. They look like like when you're an eight-year-old and you start playing tackle football for the first time and your body, <laughs> your, the helmet is way bigger than your head. It's so funny watching them. But, yeah, I don't want to see them on the field, man. I just sit back and relax, you know. Uh, and, and, and the biggest reason why, especially for the D-tackle position, because look at someone like Eric Johnson, rookie Eric Johnson. Actually, he was just removed from the list today, so I'm glad to see that. Uh, but he was just removed for the back injury. But it's super important because they're still fighting for roster spots. You know, of course we have – D-Buck and uh, Grover Stewart, you know, as our lock-in D-tackles. 
and or D tackle and nose tackle. But people like Eric Johnson, they're still fighting for a spot. So with um, Buckner being out, this gives some of these other guys a chance to come in and, and try to try to earn their spot. Eric Johnson, I mean, we we, we know him. I, I would like to see him back, but you know, like I say, he's just removed from the list today, so I'm sure he'll be back out there tomorrow. But the rest of these guys, man, just we don't need you out there. Relax. Let the other young guys come in. You've proven yourself to us. And let these other guys who have to earn their spot come in now and, and get it. Because as we know, this is where you can find those diamonds in the rough. Whenever a small injury happens or you have to set somebody else out, one of these other new D tackles could come in and really ball out who didn't have a big shot. And all of a sudden, we're like, oh, we just got to steal off a light contract, you know? Absolutely. So. Take your paid time off. You're good to go. <laughs> exactly. That's going to be it, everybody. I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Colts cast. We release episodes every Monday and Friday morning. Go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back on Monday to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Have a good weekend, everybody. Have a good weekend. If you come out there, we'll see you Saturday.